0: Yep, where we're we're. Uh, we're ready. Wait, what's
1: your heart out? You got to. I, I don't by have a hard out anymore. 30.
0: I don't have a heart out anymore. Oh, so we're good.
1: Great. Adam made us a priority because the other person called him Adam. Yep. <laughs> so he said, "No, no, forget it. No. I, I, I. My name is Aiden. Adam. A A Adam. A A-A-D. A. Okay. Yeah, I,
0: you know, I'll, I'll make a shirt that says my name's Adam. Uh, all right. Cool. Yep. Let's do it.
1: Wait a minute. I just realized it makes sense. Mr. Garvey, already. Mr. Garvey and Adam intentionally mispronounces everybody's name that ever asks questions in the chat because Mr. Garvey gets it wrong. Adam, who grew up with the name Adam, I'm gonna pronounce everybody's name wrong intentionally to get back from being in, in elementary school with the name Adam. That spelled like Adam.
0: It's true. It's true. It <laughs> makes sense. Yeah.
1: That's, uh, okay. all right. We've really it. lost it here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ready? In this episode of the full nerd, Tiger Lake H, Ryzen 5000U power problems and ray tracing for all on laptops. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 176. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with Mark Hackman.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, that's just rude. Morning, everyone.
1: <laughs> A- Elena Yee. No way, I got that too right. That's... You, c- you, c- you try
3: Aliana. I get that A- one. Aliana Yee.
1: Hi, everyone. And Adam Patrick-Murray, <laughs> controlling the vertical and horizontal today <laughs> you, know, you would oh have man. to watch yeah. the youtube version of this to find yeah, out you you got, what we're you talking about the
0: I, you know i'll say elena you you get a lot of people who say lee though right like is your last name Ooh.
3: yeah i get lee right. too yeah so I, it's
0: it's I, weird i i actually get a lot of murphy like people see the m-u-r oh, really? and the y and people say adam murphy and i'm like what? I mean, I, I guess it's close, but it it's, you yeah, read. you just didn't read it right. You know, kind of like, kind of like GIF. Like, you just didn't read it right. Graphic GIF, you know, like, you got to read it right. Anyway. GIF, uh,
3: because that's how we pronounce acronyms. Uh,
1: I, anyway. I don't want to take this too far off the rails, but um, Steve S., yes, Han shot first, but Greedo was a bonded bounty hunter, right? He owed money. He's a bounty hunter. He's got a bounty. He's coming to get Han. You know, I'm sorry. That's you know, Han was the outlaw there. So,
0: (laughs) Uh, also we just got Ah, two two dollars from Kevin White. Says, "Is this a Key and Peele skit?" Uh, I, I, I hope. (laughs) I wish, man. I, I I wish we were as smart as them. They're pretty funny guys. Uh, Anyway, let's 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 get. We've got lots of mobile news for all us mobile users. (laughs)
1: Let's let's dive right into it. What do we got, Gordon? You want to go, Mark? Are you wanna... sure, I... sure? So we, we um, got Tiger Lake H. Yeah. I don't awesome. know if you want to, if you want to break into these slides. Um, Mark, go ahead. There's, you know, the main thing is we have the speeds and feeds and then we have some performance stuff. Yeah,
2: exactly. So interestingly enough, I'm actually a Murphy on my mother's side. So, um, <clears throat> oh, there you go. Nice. Um, <laughs> all right. So laptops and the new desktops because nobody can build a desktop without a GPU right now. So gaming notebooks are all the rage right now. And Intel announced the 11th gen Tiger Lake H mobile parts today. Uh, this is about a year after they announced the Comet Lake uh, H parts uh, in April last year. And a few months after, we've had the Tiger Lake H35 parts introduced this year at uh, CES. So, the interesting thing is that, and we were actually talking a little bit about this before uh, getting started, uh, you can refer to these as Tiger Lake H. Some people are referring to these as Tiger Lake H45. Uh, the interesting thing is that these are actually all 35 watt parts, but they will typically be run in a 45 watt, uh, notebook environment, which is why you're going to see some additional columns on the speeds and feed slide, which, uh, we'll put up, I guess, eventually (laughs) I don't have that right in front of me anyways, though, um, these are six and eight core parts. Uh, the quad car parts have disappeared, thankfully. Uh, 10 nanometer, uh, superfin, uh, using the Willow Cl- Willow Core architecture that was introduced previously. Um, Intel is actually saying that these particular parts are going to be used in everything from what they call essential PCs, 699 to. Uh, 9.99, which is good news if you're looking for some sort of a cheap gaming machine, all the way up to the, you know, the typically, you know, Mondo gaming notebooks, thin enthusiasts, Halo enthusiast, They um, are actually specifying on the top end, uh, they're sort of breaking it down by saying, I guess a typical notebook is going to be 1080p up to 240 hertz displays or 4K 120. But I think what they've said previously is that it will go higher than that. Um that's specked out, I think, until 1080p 360, and then the 4K 120 displays as well. So um, let's briefly, I guess, take a look at the speeds and feeds. Yep, so that's up. Okay, that's great, growth. thank you. Um, so again, you know, six cores and eight cores all the way up from sorry from the the Core i5 two two Core i5s in the bottom all the way up to the unlocked Core i9 eleven nine eighty HK at the top. Uh, We're seeing a couple of improvements for this generation. First one is if you skim right over to the uh, DDR4 memory, we've gone up to 3200, DDR4 3200. Uh, The base frequency core count, sorry, the base frequency clock speeds are a little bit lower than they have been in the past, but Intel's saying that you're going to see you're going to overcome that with the IPC improvements which are about 19% from the 10th gen to the 11th gen stuff. So don't worry too much about core clock speeds. Again these are uh generally speaking 35 watt parts that uh the 980H K is a 65 watt part. And if you go all the way over to the frequency gigahertz at config TDP what Intel's done is they've basically said okay this is what you're going to get um, at the 35-watt speed. So if you go down to 11900H, you're going to get 2.1 gigahertz. But if you go back over to the left and you go look at the 45-watt speed, that's what typically is going to be at 2.5 gigahertz. Is going to be typically what you're going to see in a notebook. That Again, is,
1: I'm so confused by that, to be honest. It is, and I had
2: to go ahead and ask Intel for clarification on that because last year they just basically gave us a really minimal amount of information and this year they've really decided that they're going to give us everything so (laughs) so i mean you know we really didn't even see like the uh max four core turbo and six core turbo and the eight core turbo the all the all core stuff last year uh and this year we're seeing that being divulged so you know the oh gosh the itbm 3.0 which i've Turbo, uh, I've forgotten just off the top of my head what that actually stands for. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's the the technology that looks at the favorite core or in this case, favorite two cores. So if you're running a uh, you know a single threaded or or sorry a, a single core, dual threaded, quad threaded game, you're going to see those product this those those um, speeds to those uh, 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 speeds. Um, if you're running something along the lines of uh, video transcript. Uh, uh, Video apps like Cinebench, you're going to see those at 4.5 gigahertz or 4.4 gigahertz eight core parts or eight core speeds. Um, another interesting thing in this um, lineup is that there is integrated graphics this time around. We dropped that last time. What's interesting is that these are 32EU uh, parts and supposedly built upon the Intel Z. Uh, integrated graphics, but they're being marketed at uh, with the UHD graphics brand name, and I'm not sure why that is. The only thing I can think of is that they want to protect some of the discrete vendors. Uh, you know, if somebody says, "Hey, my notebook already has Intel Z," do I need discrete? I don't know. I'm not sure about
1: yeah, that. Yeah, my my thinking there is because they did the same thing with Rocket Lake, although because yeah. remember these same these same uh, XE cores went into Rocket Lake desktop and. That was even fewer EUs. Um that was like sixteen, I think. And right. so this is what, thirty two? Mm-hmm. The full on Tiger Lake U P three part has ninety six. So basically if you get the full ninety six EU's iris XE best gaming performance, and if you don't have that uh ninety six EU um load, you basically get the UHD, which as we know is synonymous with not good. Right. Um yeah, that's basic yeah which i think it kind of makes sense because you know these are almost always going to be paired with discrete graphics so why waste i space on 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 96eus at, yeah. whereas that will just rarely ever get used
2: yeah and in fact Intel said that they don't imagine these chips will be uh, anything but paired with discrete graphics um, which is good to, you know good to hear um, you know Intel's giving you a giving a throwing a little bit of shade out there where they're talking about hey you know you can't get the competitors parts but these will be inside of eight up to 80 new uh, notebooks uh, from various vendors so uh, it's really trying to push these products out here
1: in a in a big way. Um so can we later. go to slide two? I want to see the block map here. That's what I love seeing the block diagram.
2: Oh, right. Okay. It's up. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. So we're looking at the uh Tiger Lake H uh chip at the top and then the uh yep. Yep. the, the chipset at the bottom. Okay. So this is the uh what's the new the new bits here. So um there is a fair amount to talk about here, but the I think the uh, the upshot is that there's 20 PCI lanes, PCI 4.0 lanes coming directly off the GPU. If you drop down into the PCH, the chipset, uh, that DMI interface has been widened a bit. Um, Probably not going to see any direct impact. However, you will see uh, more IO coming off the chipset than in past um, what we're looking at here actually is a, a bit of a typo here on Intel's part. Uh, you're seeing on the right hand side, 12 lanes of PCIe 3.0
1: and then. 24... Oh, no, it's corrected. Oh,
2: is it corrected? Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, They okay.
1: corrected on the chart. Uh, oh, at point. Point. Okay, great.
2: okay, great. Um, I'm looking at probably an older one then. Sorry.
1: Um, so yeah, we're seeing,
2: uh, 24 lanes of pci 3.0 as opposed to 4.0 coming off the chipset. Uh, you've got some of the, uh, uh, Features that have been previously in Tiger Lake, uh, the killer Wi-Fi, which is essentially Wi-Fi 6E with that dedicated 6 gigahertz channel for uh, less congestion. Uh, You've got, uh, you know, USB 2, USB 3, and so on and so forth. Um, Optane's in there because Optane's always in there. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting is that there's explicit dual external DisplayPort support. For these sort of companion displays that we've seen on various notebooks, Um, I thought that was rather interesting because I guess it's sort of an endorsement of the platform. So um, I guess we'll see more in the
1: future. They've been pushing it. It's actually really cool, you know, if you ever use one of these dual-screen laptops. It's pretty neat. The
0: Asus ZenBook Duo, is that what the... That's it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got them from... You know, big H all the way down to you know U class laptops. So right. it's really nice to have a second screen on a laptop.
2: Yeah, especially when you see like just notifications or just you know, you know emails or something of that sort. Yeah, I mean they're useful. I can always I use heck,
1: I use three displays at home, so <laughs> more displays the merrier. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and then um, although I can, I want to point out one thing, Mark, which I don't know, which you mm-hmm. might know. I found it interesting. There's no USB three 20 gig support. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Two by two, whatever god knows what that is a good the, question, you, actually that didn't I, don't I, I don't I think it is i don't think they specified it yeah they didn't specify it that's probably because it ain't there right. so i'm guessing it's usb3 you know 10 gig Could which be. is which is interesting because the, the pch from uh, rocket lake in the newer uh chipset actually has usb3 two, um mm-hmm. 20 gig but of course, the Intel would say, "Ah, oh, what do you need that for? We got Thunderbolt." So right. I well, I ask. mean, there
2: is Thunderbolt four is essentially USB four, so with that, that that's, yeah. that's present as well.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: so I wonder if they're just trying to push that implementation instead to encourage it.
1: No, my guess is they just simply rolled this at a time when it wasn't. You know, this probably was before the Rocket Lake chipset, or maybe it wasn't worth doing. So I would imagine it'll be standard going forward because if it's already in the in the newer PCH, I, I can't imagine any you know, future mobile parts not having it in the, right. in the PCH. Yeah, Southbridge, right. as old timers used to call it. So, Exactly. So I don't know if we have performance charts up. If we don't have them here, we certainly
2: have them in this story. But uh, Intel's, again, talking about like a 19% IPC improvement, 10th gen to 11th gen. And uh, if you go into the gaming uh, side of things, they're talking about uh, gen over gen. Uh, anywhere from, like, 5 to 21%. It depends on the game. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn is sort of the minimal uh, improvement. Uh, you jump up to something like War Thunder or Troy uh, Total War uh, Saga, uh, you're getting up to 114 and 121%. So, you know, it's a positive step if you're going from 10th gen to 11th gen. Uh, but there, I guess what everyone really wants to know, of course, is how it compares against Ryzen. And, you know, again, you know, big caveat here intel's cherry picking uh, you know uh, games here so we'll have to see how it plays out in the real world but mm-hmm. if they're comparing you know i9 11980hk versus the ryzen 9 5900hx uh, they're using i think the same yes yeah, same games and they're talking about performance improvements from 111 to 126%, sorry, so 11% higher to 26% higher or 111% of capacity. So, you know, again, you know, these are being paired with 3080s. So, um, you know, there's part of the works being handled by the GPU, but, you know, again, good sign for Intel here, I guess.
3: I do think this was interesting. So when I first saw this chart, my first thought was like, oh, why are they putting it up against the 5900HX instead of the 5980HX, the actual highest part from Ryzen? And then I thought, oh, wait a second, are there any laptops out yet with that? And the answer (laughs) seems to be no. So it'll be interesting to see if and when AMD's top part comes out and how it stacks up against this highest uh, Tiger Lake H part.
2: Well, one of the subtexts that Intel's been talking about, of course, is you can't get those parts from AMD, Mm -hmm. so... um... Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we want to see them as much as anyone. So, you know, I don't, I mean, it sucks that we just can't see a, a direct head comparison.
1: Yeah. Um, you, I just want to point out because, you know, the, they didn't actually state in the, all the news, what this, the TDP of all these laptops are, but it's actually the graphics make the most difference. You're looking at 155 watts for their 3080 versus a 165 watt in that, uh, Ryzen laptop and, uh, they're basically comparing a Lenovo – so production, Lenovo uh Legion R900K with a – it doesn't actually say what the TDP of that CPU is, but I imagine it's, you know, pretty decent. So it's not like it's they, nerfed. No, right. I think they said 80 watts for that. Probably is what yeah. – that's what I'm actually seeing on the the ROG Strix um, – g17 i have is 80 watts but you yeah. know it's it's always hard to compare amd tdp versus intel tdp right so. yeah but there it does at least seem like it's like for like so mm-hmm. yeah it does and uh, i mean if it's you know
2: intel was trying to state that they consume less power in that can in that comparison as well so you know <clears throat> take that with however you make grains of salt you want um, and then if you look at the more affordable, the one that everyone's going to be buying as opposed to the Core i9, you look at the Core i5-11400H versus the Ryzen 9 5900HS. Um it's actually Intel's give them credit they're actually uh, saying in some uh performance comparisons that they underperform uh the 5900HS slightly uh War Thunder uh Total War 3 Kingdoms um and then some like uh Troy a Total War Saga Siege uh they outperform it by like 12%. So actually in, in this, to be honest with that I we've I've run the, the a Total War that Troy a Total War Saga Benchmark before, and I don't consider Siege to be the most demanding benchmark. I think the the battle uh, benchmark is. They have three, I think. That's usually the most demanding one, in my opinion. So I'm not sure if how fair that comparison is. Um, but you know, Far Cry New Dawn, Grid 2019, again Intel's claiming performance improvements. So
1: yeah, they are, I mean they are saying 80 watt and eight the yeah 80 watts for the 3060 in the uh, Ryzen laptop versus 65 and and again, this is more information for people who want to know. Um, this is against a Ryzen 9 5900 HS in, in a Rog and an ASUS Rog Zephyrus G14, which is a great little laptop. You know, it's tiny, it's thin, it's 3.5 pounds with a with a real GPU in it, so uh, pretty decent. Although I I'm interested to see the weight differences between those laptops because yeah. mm-hmm. Intel is very much about like wealth. We're going by. You should go by how thin it is. I'm, I mean, I know that matters. But if you're looking at a four pound laptop versus a three and a half pound or four and a half, then it gets a little, especially for heavy gaming.
0: Yeah,
1: right.
3: Yeah, especially because too, like this uh, i5 part is capable of going up to forty five watts, right? Whereas the HS uh, parts are, I think, are thirty five. I don't remind you, Gordon, but I don't think they go really above thirty five
1: you know i i you know sometimes i kind of wonder if we should just kind of get rid of a lot of that because it's it's all it, it all they all boost up to higher um power consumption based on what you're doing and what you can do so sure. i i know sort of the old-fashioned way of thinking you know static but nothing is really static even on desktop anymore because everything's so opportunistic and and boost and even power consumption but yeah i i do i i do agree though it's um that it does it is a 35 watt on paper part versus a higher wattage part but it is an i5 versus a ryzen yep. nine mm-hmm. right so right. yeah yep. and that's that's what intel is saying is that they they basically and you know and this is a very important thing um what was there i don't have the statement in front of me but they basically i should pull it up but they basically said best gaming best mobile gaming platform is that what they're saying mark They've said that previously. I don't think they actually made that claim this time around. Uh, yeah, but- no, they they. I okay. actually, I, I should pull up the. Well, let me see. Uh, the the claim is the 11th gen uh, Core i9 11980HK is the world's best gaming laptop pro- oh. processor. <laughs> so they made that claim. They're also making the claim that the 11980HK has the fastest single threaded performance of any laptop, and they're also claiming. Up to fourteen percent better Windows application, up to five percent okay, yeah, okay, then we're just getting into the stuff for the lawyers. <laughs> yeah, all right. But clearly they're saying single threaded, best gaming performance, right? And those are those are claims that you know the lawyers have vetted, so sure. they're making it. So um I guess one other point was brought up, and uh, you would
2: expect this question to be asked at some point in time. But, uh, you know, reporters wanted to know, hey, you know, how does this compare to the Apple M1? And even though they had a lot of information to justify their performance against AMD and Jennifer Jen, at that point in time, they backed off to the we don't have any information to share today.
1: So. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. I Oh, I expected something. Well, no, I don't expect them to do anything because – if they got into that mosh pit, and let me tell you, I have not seen a Tiger Lake H laptop. I will guarantee you right now, if you take a Tiger Lake H with a with a sixty five watt uh, thirty sixty and a Tiger Lake H, it will kick the holy crap out of a MacBook Air Pro with an M one in most things. And there's, there there will be some things that M1 will be awesome at because it's, that's, that's the awesome of Apple. It's the Apple ecosystem. You're buying, you're buying into the walled prison, right? You want, you want the beautifulness of everything, the best there. And, but I can tell you, (laughs) are you going to tell me that a Tiger Lake H with a 3060 is going to underperform an M1? The only people who would think that are the ones who believe running one single benchmark lets you run to Twitter to then Tweet at your, your favorite person about it. That's not going to be true. However, it's not about M1 versus Tiger Lake H and 3060. It's really going to be about whatever Apple has coming out with the MacBook Pro 16 with an M2X or whatever you're going to call it, whatever discrete graphics or whatever they cook into the graphic. That's really where the battle is. But any, anybody who even asked that question of how fast a Tiger Lake H is versus an a 3060 versus a MacBook Air or MacBook Pro M1 has no idea what these laptops are, because you're looking at a 2.6 pound laptop versus a three and a half to four pound laptop. I mean, duh. I mean, it's going to be faster. It doesn't matter. It's going to come down to whatever's coming later. So why even ask that question? They just ask it. Every single call. I was, I just want to, sorry, I just want to bring this up. I was in an NVIDIA call on the cart we're going to talk about at the end. They're talking about 3050, 3050 Ti. We go through the whole call. I was like, wow. No one asked how much is this faster than the M1, right? (laughs) So I had to ask it just to annoy NVIDIA, and they were really, really annoyed. They were like, (laughs)
3: Wait, wait. Like, this is not the ending to the story I expected.
1: Why? Because oh, yeah, this is like, either. they were like, we'll get back to you on that, Gordon. It's like, and of course, then I was like, <laughs> I asked it because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely sheer ridiculous to think an M1 is faster than a 36 a 3050 or a 3050ti So why wouldn't you I, throw a, why wouldn't you throw a graphic in there that says that though that's the only thing i mean because why why would you bother The m1 i think the m1's a very different beast it's you can't play games on it let's be honest unless you count like frogger i mean that's just not you can't play pc games on it but they were like so annoyed and then i realized oh man they actually thought i was serious it's like that was just like i was just sort of like and i asked that because in the intel call Intel was like, wow, it actually took 10 minutes for somebody to ask, is it faster than the M1? Because a lot of the media has been, they bought into the whole thing that the M1 is faster than everything in the universe. It's faster than supercomputers. It's faster (laughs) than quantum computers that will be invented in 25 years. Okay. Well, anyways,
2: they didn't actually provide any charts with the M1, and I was kind of disappointed by that because I would have. Why? To... I, I can tell want you to
1: something. I want to discuss it. It, it been will been be a an, story. It, it will be, be been an story. It'll be an ass kicking of all kinds of epic proportions. And you That's know what? Great. If I were an Apple fan, I'd be like, "What do I care? I'm running my M1 with no fans, super long battery life." And it's in a 2.5 pound laptop. Go, go, or in the new whatever.
0: IPad. Or it's in the new <laughs> iPad.
1: But I'm just, it's sort of like, it's ridiculous to even ask that question. It's just like, what's faster? My, my Toyota, you know, uh, Echo or my, my Kuda Hemi Challenger? What's faster? Um, I'm going to guess the Challenger, but you know, Toyota Echo costs like, I don't know, $55. So. <laughs> Look, I'm not denying what you say is correct, but I would just like to see somebody push back. Then, if no, that's the no. narrative, they can't. They can't get pushed. I mean, look at I look. I don't know. So we're going off the rails here. We are. They do this <laughs> commercials to just they just they just shade the M1, and you know the reaction from the internet is like, man, that's pathetic. Man, you are just such losers. Like what? Never heard it's that like, voice before. <laughs> no, but really, like that was the reaction from like this is just sad. This is just sad. You, what do you, this is, it's like, what? For four years, Apple ran those commercials shading PCs, right? And then suddenly Intel does four commercials all about it, and it's like, oh, that's pathetic. And you know what? The actual truth of the matter is, it's not like anything was false. You can't do two in one. There's no touch. You can't run more monitor. There's no PC gaming. Hey, that's true. Okay, fine, whatever. But no, that's not, I, I just think it's, I just re I s it's I find it it this is why I'm radioactive about it is because every call an analyst or somebody a mainstream tech person will ask is it faster than the M1? Of course it is. It's like a CP. It's like a laptop that uses I don't know 130 watts when you're running it full tilt. What do you think it's going to be? You know, not faster than your laptop that uses 10 watts? I mean, come on.
3: This for the record, Mark. This has nothing to do with you. Oh, but <laughs> No,
1: no, no. I, you know, I can get that. I mean, I,
2: we have these arguments on Slack all the time. We, we do, and I just yeah. think it's it's oh, just...
1: absolutely fine. I mean, I just like... But I, I swear to God, like, I can't... I can't... It's like a meme. It's like a journalist meme where every single call you will take, somebody will ask, is it faster than the M1? Well, yes. Or it'll be like, wow, this is a great new networking chip. Well, is it faster than the M1? Well, it, it's a networking chip. Why would you ask that? But... <laughs> And I'm not saying you, Mark, because every call, it's just like, <laughs> I, and I this is calls with Lisa Sue, this is calls with Intel, this is calls with NVIDIA, and they're just like, come on. Really? <laughs> I mean, that was the exact call. It's like, what about ARM? What about M1? It's like, you know what? You get that cross-eyed bridge when you get there. Run Windows, <laughs> run PC gaming, and then we'll talk. That to me is, that doesn't, that's, that's, that's when we'll talk. Because right now, it's basically an iPad with, you know, a mouse and keyboard. Because that's where it's going. Sorry. But, you know what I want to say, Mark? Sure. Because, <laughs> clearly, they're making their stake Intel is taking claim on. <laughs> no, cl- clearly, Intel is taking claim. Tiger Lake H, fast single-threaded performance. Fastest gaming performance. Right? I don't think I've heard any time this week, last week. Whoa. We are just kicking everybody's butt on multi-core performance right I've, I'm, i haven't paid as close attention as you because you did all the news writers force have they made that claim at all like whoa look at this we're we're smoking them and no to be honest with you, actually, I
2: where did you get the, the fastest gaming performance statement from? Because it wasn't actually in our press it was it? Our press release? Oh, or
1: it was in the it was in their press release. And then they have the and because so ah. internet understand this. You make a claim. You're a multi billion dollar company. Lawyers like to sue people. Uh, we make this claim based on this performance number. Go to you know go to the basement, look in this drawer, and you will find it. And that's where they're making that claim. OK, which yeah, is fine
2: until, until give them credit, they actually back up everything they state uh, with like they cite sources, uh, which is like completely unusual for the Internet. So uh, that's that's you know, that's that's again, they give them credit. I,
1: you know, I I will I will also say AMD does that as well. Um, there's a company we talked about earlier does not back up its claims. It just simply lets the media's imagination run wild. Um,
3: they should not be. They shall who should not be named.
1: <laughs> they will not be named, but. I, they didn't make those claims, best gaming performance, best single-third performance, which I think the elephant in the room, though, um, is, of course, multi-core performance. And I do have the one chart I can show you right mm-hmm. now. I have nothing else to show you because uh, I have not tested it. But at some point, so this is a pretty cool chart, I think, because it took a crap load of work to get here. These are basically, that's five laptops running Cinebench R15 really light load these days really light load compared to r20 or you know r23 so fairly light still heavier than web browsing but we run from one thread all the way up to 16 threads every single cpu here is eight cores with uh smt hyper turned on left side you are seeing you know of course one thread all the way in the right 16 threads in the red it's amd we have a fifth uh, r9 5900HX in a uh, in 80-watt configuration in a ROG Strix G17. Uh, we have a Ryzen 9 5980HS in an Asus X13, which is a three-pound laptop. The previous ROG is a 17-inch gaming laptop, six, seven-pounders. And then we have a Ryzen 9 4800HS, which is the original uh, Zephyrus G14. And then we also have a Core i7-10870H in a 17 inch gaming laptop, gigabyte, uh, Aorus 17G. That is an eight core Comet Lake H part. And then we have a Core i7 10875H in a Dell XPS 179700. I mentioned all those numbers because you at least, these are all production laptops, laptops you can buy. And you see the problem for Intel has been all those red lines. Much bigger, right? Clearly, that um, big gaming laptop with that 5900HX is <laughs> is faster in single threaded. Is faster in multi threaded. It's just simply faster everywhere. Big gaming laptop, but even that um, Ryzen 9 5980HS. Look at that eight core and a three pound sub three pound thirteen inch laptop. It, it those both those both those Ryzen five thousands are just awesome sauce, and they they have just been ever since they've gotten here, Comet Lake current 14 nanometer parts really really i mean they just seem really really old and even that uh, zephyrus g14 and that ryzen 9 4800 hs you know two 3.5 pound with a 2060 inside it's right there with basically intel's not a not their unlocked parts but still you know an eight seventy eight h which is using most of the gaming laptops the high performance gaming laptops that you got it's you know, you can see clearly, clearly Comet Lake, uh, 14 anonym parts are underwater, even in big laptops. So yep. the question is, which we don't know, is the question is, where is Tiger Lake H going to fall in this chart? I, my prediction is on the left side, which is where they're saying best single threaded performance. They're going to do well. And then, of course, as we get up to that pushing all, all those cores, I think. The reason why I – I will see, though, because it depends on laptop makers. It depends on cooling configurations. I think it'll probably be competitive with Ryzen 9. We'll have to see when we get there, but it'll compete. It may actually be slower or the same, but I think it'll be there. But the big difference for me is Tiger Lake H versus Comet Lake H. Look, Comet Lake H is like – it's like, dude, dudettes, you're looking at like – you're looking at a gaming laptop with a a Comet Lake – H <laughs> with a with a three pound, uh th- three pound, uh gaming or a three pound Asus laptop X13 just killing it. So I think that's the problem, and hopefully, just I think it gets Tiger Lake gets Intel back into the game. So,
0: uh, but Gordon, where, yeah, where one does an M1 we fall on haven't this
1: scene? Oh, <laughs> 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 <You laughs> I was joking. You know, I haven't done that. I I really. I do why, actually Adam, need, I've been oh, so I'm busy. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just, you know what? Well, no, I never will never say right. Mark, it probably Mark won't, it won't do as well. Mark, Mark <laughs> it won't do as well as you expect because and I want to be fair because it's not about being a fanboy, it's about being fair. Uh, M1 will do I will say it'll do way better than any Qualcomm part will, but oh, well, but it's yeah. you, you're still going to have that translation layer, it's going to hurt the performance. So I don't think this is necessarily fair. I think it's not fair to do that. See, it's not about, it's not being, you want to fly the flag for your best team ever. Also, Warriors going to the finals. Wish. But no. <laughs> 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 no i was just gonna say that yeah i mean it's it's important to
2: point out that we actually don't have a part in, in, in hand to test but the interesting thing is we don't actually have a part uh, as far as i know with the h35 parts that debuted in january and that's been kind of uh there's been a little i just want to just briefly mention that there's been a little bit of scuttlebutt about the h35 reception i mean i asked intel i mean i said hey you know like why why haven't we seen you know H35 parts out there. I mean, how many are there? How many notebooks are there? And they only gave me two. I mean, they gave me one of the Dell Inspirons, which Melissa wrote about today, and it should be up on the site, as well as the Asus, I guess you pronounce it, Tough Dash F15. And that was really all they threw at me as far as, you know, uh, H35 laptops were concerned. And I think that most people, I think from what what, what we've been hearing, or like what, what seems to be out there, is that most people considered that the H thirty five to be sort of a curiosity, and then people are just going to wait for the H forty five, or what do you want to refer to as? I mean, it's yeah, a little bit disappointing in that regard.
1: Well, are they? So I'm, I sort of, I, I thought maybe they were talking about a uh, Tiger Lake H configured. Configured down because these are configured TDPs. I think that's the eight core configured down to thirty five watts. Is that what they're saying?
2: No, we were, I was specifically referring to the H 35s that they announced at January in January, uh, which are you know again sort of the, the lower end. I think there's some quad core parts in there, and just you know I was just wondering. I mean, you know, why you know why aren't we seeing any sort of you know notebooks in that regard, and we just haven't. I mean, it's just um, it yeah. seems like notebook vendors kind of pass them over.
1: Well, there was also the MSI Stealth fifteen M. Which I love. So the reason I, cause I actually, when they announced it, I, I'm a big fan of it because of, for, for people who don't know, Tiger Lake H35 was basically a Tiger Lake UP3 with the, mm-hmm. with the TDP cranked up to 35 watts all the time. And uh, my feeling was you take that and you pair it with a 3060 class GPU and you get it into a three. Like I, I, again, I, I love the Zephyrus G14 because not only are you getting um you know a, a decent amount of cores with that Ryzen and you're also getting a real GPU which is a, a 2060 max q I like the idea of getting a a 30 or 20 series a real GPU mm-hmm. yep. with this GPU I, I I think probably their their problem is you know f- you know it is it was very much a a weird place to be at because it really only sort of worked in that 3 to 3.4 pound laptop and i don't think a lot of people were shopping there and it's also hard to sort of market against because you know everybody likes seeing their big numbers their big bars and you know it, a ryzen you know eight core will just lump up a even a, a tiger lake you know four mm-hmm. core no matter what so yeah no, in, in multi-threaded
2: still, yeah and i'm still waiting for that laptop that i can take to work <laughs> plug into a dock and then take it home and game on so i'm not quite sure we're there yet which is a shame.
1: Yeah, that's why I really I mean that's why I mean the thing that kind of killed me about the G14 is the backlining's horrible the, the 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 keyboard's not great. There's no webcam, which of course mm. was pre-covid times. But um to me that was like if I had like one laptop that would and I had to be mobile, that would be sort of like the perfect laptop, that sort of class and I that's why I really thought H35 sort of fit in. Real GPU, you know, pretty decent GPU, CPU, too. We can get there. I think I'd like to play with, like, a Razer Blade or
2: something of that sort just to see what kind of experience that offers.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think, see, like, for Razer, like, if you take the classic Razer 15, so 15-inch 15 laptop, I don't think it made any sense to ever put an H35 into it because you're just going to get – you're going to be going straight up against A-Core. Even in Common Lake AS – even Common Lake SH gives it a hard time sometimes. I think it it was too little CPU for a 15 inch laptop, mm-hmm. like a, th- a thick and heavy, it really would have taken a, a redesigned laptop to be lighter. Because it didn't. If you're once you're up to that four and a half pound weight, you might as well get a core. You, yeah. you do Ryzen, and yep. and of course they know they've got Tiger Lake H coming. Why bother? So it was in a tough spot. But I do think it doesn't mean it's a bad part. I just simply think it's hard to market a a a you know sub sub four pound laptop with a real mm-hmm. gpu in it agreed yep all right <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we have some more tiger benchmarks League.
0: to show yep. off right yep. no
1: i think that's it yep. oh, yeah. oh the rest of the
0: 5800u okay okay got it got it
1: that's for 5800u but right. tiger League H is here and we have to wait of course for reviews to determine how good it is but you know uh I can, and I haven't seen one, so I can talk all about it. I can guarantee you it'll be better than Common Lake H. I can guarantee you it'll be better than M1. I can't guarantee it'll be better than, than, than Ryzen 5000 in, depending on the workload. I think it's, it's going to be a real battle. I think it's going to be a real fight there. But of course, Intel's hanging his hat on. We give you 16 lanes of Gen 4. Uh, also you can run a Gen 4 SSD and, you know, Hey, Thunderbolt 4, right? That's yep. all that That's other
3: thing that Ryzen doesn't have the uh, pci 4 support.
1: Yeah. And they are very limited because it's the same, you know, they, it is a by eight gen three, right? Mm-hmm. Total. You don't get more out of that CPU. So it is definitely a limiting factor and it can see you hurt performance. I think at, I think it's actually, I know that everybody says it doesn't make a difference, but I sort of think once you get to like, you're pushing those high wattage GPUs, the high wattage part. I think that gen 8 is kind of like it's it's really bumping up on there. I I can't I'd have to really do some screwing around to find out, but I think it's I I kind of wonder if that's some of that big performance advantage Tiger Lake H is seeing against uh, AMD here. I mean, generally it doesn't matter that much, but you're looking at by 8 gen 3, it can be a bit of a problem, I guess. I don't know.
0: Okay, cool. Well, uh, you you did some other testing of something that has been out for a little bit. Why don't don't we switch over to to that?
1: Yeah, so I did get around to, you know, we first did a review of Ryzen um, 5000 in in the Asus ZenBook. It's an awesome little laptop, OLED panel, you know, sub three-pound UltraBook. There are some things, by the way, I will mention because people ask, there are some things that will be faster than the M1N. Some things will be slower than, okay? Get that out of the way. Okay, I'm done. But um, you know, it's awesome because you're getting eight cores, you're getting Ryzen, you know, Zen 3 cores and a in a in a in a the really the real win of that Ryzen Zen book is that you are getting as we have seen, we've been seeing this, you are getting world class, luxury, beautiful laptops that are every bit as like Yeah, this is stuff you buy for executives. This is stuff you buy and feel good about. And you do not, this is something I don't think I've ever seen with AMD laptops ever in my entire life. They just really have not gotten to the point where, yeah, we're putting them into our best laptops, our luxury laptops. We are now seeing that. And that to me is a real win that we are seeing with these Ryzen laptops is, you know, OLED panel, you know, beautiful, uh, body, lightweight. Hey, there's even no, there's no, uh, headphone jack on this Zen book because that's a luxury feature. No, like to not have it is a luxury feature is what I'm saying. Inconvenience so if, is a luxury feature. No, that's the, you're so rich, Elena. You can afford like 50 different wireless earbuds. So mm-hmm. they, that's, that's a feature, but, um, I just want to get that out of the way because we didn't talk about Ryzen 5000. Awesome thing. It does go against Tiger Lake in uh, in that class of laptop, which Tiger Lake uh, U, UP3, is no joke. It is a good part. Back and forth. You really can't lose with both, is my feeling. You want all cores, go with Ryzen. You want high clocks. Um, you want a nice keyboard. You want different things. You have a bigger choice with Intel. You want Thunderbolt 4. I still say Tiger Lake has better gaming performance. There's some, we'll talk about that later. I got to get back into that later on at some point. But in November, Intel shaded AMD, the original Ryzen uh, 4000s by saying, you know what? The battery life sucks in this media. How come you're not looking at it? We've looked at it. The battery life on these Ryzen laptops is terrible. Uh, Not the battery life. The performance, once you go into battery life, is bad. It's not good. Look, our Tiger Lake. We, we beat it everywhere. Look at this. How come you're not paying attention to this media? So that was November. It's now May. I finally got around to sitting down and looking at this. But let's look at it with Ryzen 5000. I have access to one Ryzen 5000 laptop. I do want to say it could change. Maybe an OEM could decide to, you know, swing through the fences. But with Ryzen 4000, Intel basically said we looked at like 15 laptops. And like 12 or 13 of them all did the same thing. AMD's official answer is it's up to the OEMs to delay the boost, how high they want to put push it up. But so we are looking at basically a uh, the MSI Prestige 14 versus uh, an ASUS ZenBook uh, with the Ryzen um, 59, gosh, 5900, Ryzen 7 5800U. It's it's been a long week again. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just kick off with the first chart, Adam. Okay. Yep. So So for this, we basically run it. The first chart is on, this is Cinebench R20, heavier load, the 5800U versus the 1185G7. You're looking at best performance with the window PPS slider set the best performance and also plugged into battery life. Hey, no kidding. Eight cores versus four cores. That is a beat down. It is 50% faster than, than, than Intel's best, um, Uh, U-Class Tiger Lake part, that's when you're plugged in. By the way, that's, that should be a performance score better than M1 for people who wonder. But, put it on batteries though. So, um, I took Cinebench, I ran both laptops, and I ran it in using the PPS slider, which when you're on AC doesn't generally do much when you're on battery life. It can determine performance, and we see on best performance still, which is the same setting, that Ryzen 7 5800U is now only 15% faster. 8-core is only 15%. We're still using all 8-cores is only 15% faster than that 4-core target Lake. Go to better performance, which is the next slider down. It's 12%. Um, and then you go to best battery, basically with margin of error, and by the way, on this laptop, the default for the ZenBook, when you unplug it, is best performance. So that is performance you would see on all cores when you unplug it. That's all cores, of course. That's 13% faster than, that's 8 cores versus 4 cores. You go to the next chart. We take Cinebench R20 single thread. We're now underwater for that Ryzen part. We're now uh, still and, of course, this was the great part about Tiger Lake, is it couldn't beat Ryzen 5000 on all cores, but on a single thread, it's pretty close. It's about 5%, right? The Ryzen is actually about 5% slower here, running on AC. You unplug that uh, 5800U, though, that ZenBook, and now the uh, the Tiger Lake U part is 27 – well, it's now – the Ryzen is now 27% slower, uh, better performance, again, about the same. So best performance, better performance, and then now best battery, which is the default setting for that laptop. single third performance is now 45% slower than that Tiger Lake part.
2: If one we can go to – Just yeah, one of the ahead. interesting things I see right there is that, uh, you know, I always wonder exactly what sort of uh, effect – Moving that power performance slider actually has it. And it looks like on the Intel, it really doesn't matter too much, uh, except for the best battery setting. But on Ryzen, it does seem to have almost that third level of performance where
1: you can tweak it up. Yeah. And that's one thing you could say. And we'll, we'll, I, I'll summarize at the end. But yeah, I, you definitely, there's, there's fewer gradations with Intel, but mm-hmm. I do want to show. So that is Cinebench. You know, Intel's been saying nobody used, runs Cinebench. Okay. That's fair. Let's try PC Mark 10 apps. Um, this is basically uh, PC Mark 10 using um, scripting, uh, Microsoft Office 365, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Edge performance. Same deal here. The blue bars are uh, the MSI Prestige 14 with that 1185G7. Red bars, uh, the ZenBook with the 5800U. Uh, uh, you can see on DC, very decent, you know, Um the bottom bar, it's backwards because I don't know how to use Excel. The bottom bar, Ryzen is actually faster on AC than, uh, the Tiger Lake, which is a huge win for AMD because, you know, this very light duty task, you really, you, it, Intel has sort of had the leader, especially in office, you know, and a lot of these things. Ryzen 5000 changed all that and it was, it was actually slightly faster than, than Intel. Um, a lot of that comes from Excel, though, because there's a lot of deep calculations in the Excel script that PC Mark uses in the apps test. So more cores are better generally and they get a huge boost. But again, look, you crank it down to DC on better battery, the default setting for that Zen book and that Tiger Lake is, is faster, right? On better battery where there is, there is a decrease in performance for Intel, but the decrease in per performance on Ryzen is steep enough that it's actually now slower than than that uh, Tiger Lake laptop.
3: I have a question. Yeah. How much of a variance do you think you'd see in that from laptop to laptop?
1: I think you'd have to go through and, and look at a lot of them. Um, I think it's possible this could be tuning, this could be OEMs deciding what they're doing <sighs> but I do think a lot of OEMs are going to go off of what you know the Intel and AMD give the, the OEM the CPU they tell people what here's our recommended recipe obviously change it on what you do. I'll tell you a lot of OEMs don't do that much tuning. they don't do quite as you know it's entirely possible that just like with with Intel's original claims in November, that um, they tested a bunch of them and a lot of them all sort of underperformed on battery versus AC. Maybe that's AMD has to go back to the OEMs again. AMD has never really been that competitive in laptops until now, until Ryzen. So maybe they have to go back to OEMs and say, "You need to. Uh, you're making us look bad by cranking down the power too much. You need to go fix it." By the way, that's kind of what Intel's kind of do with Evo, right? They're trying to enforce OEMs to make them all perform where they want them to perform. OEMs want to perform the way they want to do it. Evo is like, oh, we're going to buy these laptops, and we're going to see what you're selling to customers. And that's kind of what Evo in a nutshell does. And AMD is sort of like they give the CPU to a, a PC maker they like you know what we know what our customers want we're not going to listen to you we're going to do this so there is a chance this could change but I want to I do want to say that the reason you saw uh, the ZenBook the reason you saw Prestige 14 for all of the Tiger Lake and all of the Ry- Ryzen 5000U coverages these were the launch platforms these were the first things that got to the media. And every single outlet has the same laptop, so that's what you're seeing out of this. But, yes, it is very hard to divorce the laptop from the CPU. You just can't. It's not a desktop, right? So it could change, but I think there's definitely a lot of smoke here.
2: I will say that one of the things that the PCMark apps test does is it measures things along the lines of, of computational performance, but it also measures things like startups and so forth. So I, I, I personally, if I was looking at these tests, would put more weight on your your Cinebench tests only because that just seems like it's a more direct application of the CPU uh, and Excel too. I mean, that's probably the most significant uh, you know discrepancy, both in terms of the performance discrepancy as well as real world usage. I mean, PowerPoints a lot of maneuvering graphics around and so forth, but Excel I mean that's
1: that makes a difference. I mean that's that's that's, that's something. Yeah. So I mean that is like to me like it's it really I I'm sure when somebody on blue side hears this because they'll say like well look we're faster in in edge performance. I'm like <laughs> like okay that's great. Are we really or is anybody suffering in performance with any CPU? You could be running the KB Lake part and like you really like ooh, I sure need a lot more performance browsing here. I, that's not proven to me yet. Um, although I did do some browsing tests and same thing. Um, you go read the story in PC world in browsing tests. You know, AMD is actually faster in web expert. You run it on battery. It ain't faster because what we saw in Cinebench earlier is those clocks are really cranked back and, um, performance suffers even in lightly, even in lighter tests. You know, you would think that they'd have a lead, but it, but it's not. So, and, you know, I, the next one, let's do this, uh, next one, which is, uh, Procyon. It's also made, it's made by UL, the people who certify that your toaster not will, will not light your house on fire. Uh, it's basically built around Adobe products, which is, uh, Photoshop and Lightroom. Uh, I think these are very realistic workloads for a 13 inch laptop. Photoshop, um, Lightroom is what you're going to do on these things. And again, it's awesome for Ryzen. Look at that, actually faster than Tiger Lake in something where I thought Tiger Lake would do better, but you know, they're basically neck and neck on battery. You go to Better Battery though. Interestingly, we see the the Tiger Lake part not fall off the cliff quite as is is harsh as as that Ryzen part, right? Cuz in we did see in the previous Better Battery setting it it did it did They give up some performance, but here they are definitely boosting up higher for, you know, a heavier load. Because, you know, Edge, let's be honest, PowerPoint, Edge, Word, you're not, like, driving this thing hard all day. It's really very boosty. Um, But on these very harder loads, which is Photoshop, they actually still have a very decent, you know, battery performance lead over this uh, Ryzen laptop here, right?
2: And, and, and... Performing Photoshop and and doing light, you know, you know, do, performing those workloads on battery seems like a reasonable real world assumption too. I mean, I can see something that's CPU intensive. Someone saying, "Hey, I want to go ahead and plug in," but you know, taking your notebook on the road, uh, a photographer at a wedding, you know, something of that sort. You yeah. know, this this is this is this is a real world advantage.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very real, and I do think you know Intel has had a point. I mean. Their message when they came out in November to Shade AMD, it wasn't really also just a Shade AMD, but it was, like, it was a way to get the press, the media, like, why are you only testing these laptops in scenarios that a lot of people don't run them in? Shouldn't you be running them in battery performance tests? I mean, that was really – they didn't say that because, let me tell you, you can never tell the press to do something. Otherwise, they will bite your hand. It will be so hard. You will regret telling them to do something. You never can do it. To me, the subtext was like, come on, this is real. Maybe people should look at it. Um, and I, I do agree, but, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'm when I'm sitting on my butt, I always have my AC adapter. I'm always plugged in. I carry it with me. I always plug it in. So maybe I'm not a good person. to. I mean, how often does everybody here run their laptop on battery power?
0: Uh, like for me at least it's like extreme cases you know if i'm at a ces i'm oh, it, like yep. if if i can plug into a wall and edit video i'm going to plug into a wall if i if i you know if i need to make a thumbnail in photoshop maybe i'll be like eh i don't need to plug in but yeah editing video at least for me i'm always on the wall yeah
1: and you're always, you're sort of an h class customer for what the rest of us exactly yeah. um Al- elena mark we're probably u class customers we've got real desktops to get back to at home we're on the road. We want thin. We want light. We want. So, do you run on battery a lot, or do you run on AC?
2: Well, I mean, Adam's right, though. I mean, if if I'm actually if I'm at a CES, that's the test for uh, or Computex. I mean, that's the real test of an all day battery life because we don't have the opportunity to plug in. We're running from appointment to appointment. We're not necessarily sitting by a power outlet. I mean uh that kind of thing happens with um you know some like older colleges i imagine too if you're sitting at a lecture hall or something of that sort so yeah i mean that i mean from from that standpoint you know it's it's those type of performance metri- metrics mean uh quite a difference you know make a difference for me um and so like i said you know if you're at a, for example going back to the, the example i gave earlier i mean if you're a photographer who's taking photos at a 18th century church i mean they're not gonna have power outlets scattered all over the place you know someone may have to for whatever reason find themselves a small room or a pew or whatever it might be and make some quick tweaks so they can give their wedding photo to some auntie who wants to see what the result i mean you know you can imagine this is a real world scenario so i mean it's from this standpoint i think that you know those tests you know certainly have validity to them
3: are you elena well, I, my, my thoughts have already jumped actually beyond the uh, what use case uh, works for me because I'm thinking like, uh, I mean, we're looking at performance kind of independent of battery life, right? So we're just looking only at how well does it perform on battery, um, irrespective, what are words, uh, like regardless of um, of how long you actually get at that level of performance. And for me… Honestly, if I was looking at this, like I prioritize battery life more than I do the performance per se, because I'm not really doing Photoshop. I'm not really doing anything intensive. I'm I'm like in Google Docs writing my stories. Right. If I'm at a Computex or a CES and then if I'm on a transatlantic flight then or flying to Japan or something then again, I'm I'm really caring, like, is my laptop going to be able to play this movie for the duration of the flight? Um, Am I going to be able to write for like six hours because my seatmate is taking the one shared plug and I have to wait my turn or I just don't (laughs) want to wake them up or whatever.
1: I have some laptops
2: you'd probably love. (laughs)
3: <laughs> so we're gonna start the arm discussion again Ooh. m1 let's yeah go. yeah i was just about to say grab an m1
1: you'd, you'd be so happy with it i i understand apple is actually suing qualcomm so they can't call their laptops using the arm name because they've kind of sullied it i'm just that's my shame it's just no i'm making that up that's totally made up <laughs> but but so i mean but so the argument uh, for both of you is you'd get you is you'd get snappier performance with the Intel-based laptop on battery versus a Ryzen laptop, right? I mean that's but still you the it would be snappier because you're just getting you're getting higher smaller boosts. you're getting higher performance out of out of the Tiger Lake laptop than you would out of a Zen three laptop. I think is but but so the thing is I I think the argument is which probably drives um. You know, Intel Mad from its point of view is well. I get, I get you, you, um, you, you do run battery and the like, but when everybody does their performance testing, it's always on battery life. And the belief from the public is this product is better on bat is simply better. Period. And it really comes down to this product or this product is faster. Let's not say better. This product is faster. Period. But it really should be this product is faster on AC. This product is faster on DC. Because the problem is now everybody just simply assumes it translates into DC performance. Sure. And I got I, I will say this is one of the weaknesses, like, yeah, I this is the Zen book. This is that fifty seven hundred U. Is it gonna do that with a Lenovo or an Acer or a Dell or HP? I don't know, but I haven't tested it. If, if nobody is testing it, and that is an important metric that people want to know, should we be testing it? And I, and I know why. I can tell you why we don't test it because it's a pain in the butt. I mean, it took me like a week to test all this, and then to assemble it, and then you sort of like what? It's a pain in the butt to do that. So you want to add more and more thing. But maybe the thing is everybody should say, um, this is the performance on battery. We don't know what it's going to be or this is performance on AC. We don't know what the performance is on DC. We haven't tested it because what we're sort of hoping is people assume that, oh, it's the same. And I, I can't say that because it could be different for every laptop, it, even for Intel laptops. So what exactly, what is, how useful is that for the, for the, the consumer who's trying to buy it if they want snappy performance on battery, which is how they use it 90% of the time. So that is a disconnect that I, I really think is out there. Part of that falls on, it's our fault in a lot of ways, because, you know, we should be either explicitly saying we did not test it on battery. We, When we say our battery, t- we do test on battery, we do a video rundown test because doing tests on battery is extremely hard because I don't know what everybody's doing either. So
3: yeah. But I mean, I think it's we're probably. Doing so, that, oh, sorry, Elena. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, when we're doing those video tests, it's to test battery life anyway, not necessarily performance on battery, which right. are two separate things, really. Right. E- yeah. And but performance just,
0: can mean so many different things, right? Like video editing mm-hmm. performance, Photoshop performance, browsing performance. All those are going to be completely different and, metrics. And yeah.
1: Right. And that's the problem is like, what do you, it's like trying to tell you, I can't give you the miles per hour or how long your phone is going to last when you talk on it because I don't. I don't know how long you, how long you talk on it. I mean, so it's a problem, but I do want to, I do want to point out though, this, the next one, cause I, this is very interesting too. Slide 11. Yes, that's 11, I think. So this slide basically shows, you know, you can look at the, this is the, the power you could, for power consumption, you could look at how much the SoC or CPU uses in wattage, what it reports, or uh, my feelings like, well, okay, it's hard to translate that into all the other stuff going on. Let me take these laptops and let me log the actual discharge rate of the battery of these laptops. So we're looking at the battery, which is your gas tank. Because when you got no gas, you ain't going nowhere. I sort of think that's sort of like the ultimate answer. No battery, no go. So left side is uh, we're running Cinebench R20. We're running it on better battery. The blue line is Intel. The red line is, is the Ryzen, the Zen 3 part, the 57, 5800U. And you can see basically the discharge rate on that battery. I'm not talking about wattage from the SoC or any of that stuff. We're talking about just simply how much the battery is being discharged. It's just under 40 watts for that Intel CPU, right? So you basically run all four cores. You max them out with a very, very heavy load. There's some AVX or some AVX2 there. And we're using, we're discharging that whatever, 60-watt-hour battery, 50-watt-hour battery at, like, at at 40 watts. And basically, if you ran at that for a constant hour, the battery would be dead in an hour, right? So 50 watts for an hour is 50-watt hours. You look at the Ryzen, it's basically 15 watts. So that Ryzen you on the battery-battery setting, it never uses, discharges the battery more than 15 watts. I'm sure if you looked at the SOC power, it would be very similar, and then, of course, you kick it over to better performance. <laughs> and, uh, the Ryzen goes from about 15 watts up to about 20 watts of battery drain, of the battery discharge on that Zenbook. Uh, great big battery in that Zenbook, by the way. But look at that Tiger Lake laptop in that Prestige 14. It spikes up to over 70 watts. Um, well it holds a high boost, the boost kind of fall off as the CPU heats up a little bit, comes down, comes down. Uh, generally... 50 60 watts 55 watts um then that is really you know one thing of course intel's like hey we're faster on battery but i bet if you took these and i loop them over and over and over again using a heavy load uh it'll probably drain the battery faster too right that's sort of the the one thing that's unsaid by intel and in all this i mean you clearly give up performance for intel and you i mean you clearly give up performance for amd but um, the reason right. is battery life is is prioritized. Period, right? So
3: this and then kind of l- connects to what I was saying earlier about my preferences, right?
1: So, well, but so, let's. This is the very last chart, the very last chart, folks. I promise. I see. this one more later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for thirty fifty. <laughs> there's always charts with Gordon. <laughs> there's always charts. So always charts. No, because as you know, people like they like the they like showing time. No, right? Actually, I, so I really do battery. like this
0: chart. they yeah, both these charts.
1: Yeah. And I also think, you know, frankly, I think this is something that was very much lost with the Rocket Lake coverage as well, too. A lot of people got radioactive about power consumption of Rocket Lake on all core heavy load. Good Lord, you're not doing that most of the time. And the previous chart, if you were, quote unquote, cherry picking, you would only show and you would only show Ryzen. You'd only show Tiger Lake consuming up to 70 watts of power, right? Because that's like, oh, my God, look, they're killing your battery life. We're saving your battery life. Well, I want to show you the whole thing. You decide what works for you. This is basically running Web Expert using Chrome 90, very light. I mean, even for browsing, it's probably decently heavy compared to what most people are doing. But first, we run it in best performance, and then we're running it in better performance. Again, we're we're logging the battery discharge rate, and you can see that, indeed, Tiger Lake, very high boost clocks, very high discharge rates, up to 30, up to 40, almost up to 40 watts for, you know, a second. And then it drops back down, and you can see the vast majority, even on best performance of Tiger Lake, is still, you know, maybe 15 maybe 12 watts, 10 watts. It's not that much more power. So it will consume more power than Ryzen, but it'll also perform better. Ryzen will consume less power, but you're definitely giving up that performance. And of course, when we set it to better battery, which is what a lot of tests we saw earlier. Yeah, I bet overall, Tiger Lake might consume a little more power, but it's not really, again, you don't look at the previous chart and go, oh my God, it's really like, if this is what you're doing on, your laptop on battery, which is browsing, it can be kind of a wash, you know. And, in, of course, Intel's argument would say we're giving you more responsiveness for not that much, you know, more power cost. AMDs would say we just simply save you battery life. Look at this. We're not going to use 70 watts onto your battery. You've you got to, you know, you're going to run out of gas in like an hour or so. I I think it's it's something that is worth mentioning. And, you know, again, I sort of decided it's just sort of, it's it's not really cheating intel sort of implied that amd was sort of like delaying boost to sort of like get one over on the press earlier and i think it's i've come to determine it maybe it's just simply that's how they that's how they they roll that's their decision right this car drives like that that car drives like that you know yeah it's interesting because
3: the car analogy it's oh sorry go ahead
0: I was just gonna say, yeah, like a, like that. That is an interesting way to look at it. Of like, oh, okay, you know, if if you want the best performance while on battery, Intel. If you want to maximize your battery, AMD. Uh, the question for me is, why why can't we have both? Like, what? Why doesn't that slider, you know, be like, hey, best performance on battery, best battery life on battery, or, or something like that? That's that, that's what that that slider would mean to me. But it, it means differently for for both. So that's kind of weird. But
1: yeah. No, I'm with you there because I the thing that is one just, that is a little scary about Intel is like hey <laughs> you want to use all that battery go right ahead and for AMD is like you know what mm, we're not gonna let you use all that or of that could that could be a too that could be a that could be AMD um, I really it bugs me for the Ryzen part I could not get it to anywhere close to the AC performance on battery anywhere ever in anything, which really kind of bugged me. And I kind of weren't like, what's up with that? You know, that's like another option, but that it's sort that's of, like, but again, that's like sort max of
0: out. like, just, just take all my battery, just take it all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Take all my battery. Cause I need it right now. I need it. I, I gotta, I gotta figure this out because if I if not, you know, the warheads are going to drop. I don't know. I need that performance now. I do wonder if that's sort of like, something that needs to be communicated better because i most people don't even know what that stupid thing does right that better bet just yeah that's right i mean it doesn't you don't even know what it does it should it almost feels like when you click best performance it should be like there should almost be a thing saying you know gas tank consumption right you want to see like whoa i'm consuming a lot of battery let me get off that throttle I want to I want to I want to cruise at fifty five miles an hour and annoy everybody behind me because I want to lean out the the gas tank. I mean that's sort of a Windows thing, in you know, In a way, I think I I would hope that, and we do see Ryzen U parts where you can get max performance on battery. I'm sure you can, um, but then it sort of comes down to what are you going to see out of battery life? Then I mean, are we going to see seventy watts, same thing, or sixty five watts, sixty watts out of it, just as much as um what we're seeing out of that that uh, intel part i don't know it's one of the things that
2: frustrates me a little bit about testing notebooks and also looking at some of our competition too because the battery slide the power performance slider does make a difference um and if we're testing on plugged in um you know you're testing um for, for whatever reason microsoft's recent surface devices going back a couple of generations have all been set to best battery um which you know gives them an advantage as far as the battery life is concerned but it really nerfs them as far as their performance is concerned. So we, you know, I, I guess, you know, test both ways because I want to see what that performance boost is, is compared to. But then again, if you're comparing against two, you know, comparables, you know, you're testing against, um, you know, I've, I've got a, a Lenovo Gen 1 X, or sorry, uh, Lenovo X12 Gen 1 detachable, I hate that name, uh, which is set to best performance. Um, and so you're testing against the Surface Pro 7 Plus, which is, set for best battery life and it's kind of an unfair comparison even though the the lenovo looks a little bit slower to begin with but the other thing is is that um you know the other option the other thing that we we do have the opportunity to and it's interesting because you tested on uh the 5800u versus you know 11 1185 g7 (laughs) one of the advantages of for me testing surface devices has been like the surface laptop 3 which has been a direct comparison between um Ryzen and uh and in that in that case Ice Lake. Um <laughs> comparable battery, comparable form factors, pretty much everything the same. And it's a, a really an opportunity to do a, a, a direct comparison that we don't have too much. And in that generation, you know, Ryzen was the one with a poor battery life. And Tiger Lake was the one that really had, you know, eight, ten hours of battery life, something that you'd want to buy. Uh so you know, it's 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 these ongoing head-to-head comparisons that are interesting from another different perspectives. But this is makes me want to get an, a Surface laptop uh, with a with a, a Tiger Lake chip in it just to do you know a more direct comparison, which hopefully we'll get.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's always the best ways because you get same shell, same well, hopefully same battery. You know, ninety five percent of the parts are the same, so it's a good comparison. Right. Although, but still, then then that really comes down to you know. Who's tuning it? What are they tuning it for? What do the customers want? I mean, one argument why, one argument you get often from reviewers is I test as it is because 98% of yeah, consumers never move anything. Right. And then here's the other thing that really gets messy is I have an OEM control panel, their own utility gives me control over performance, best ultra performance, super performance, turbo performance. Quiet, and then I have the Windows slider. Who's in control, right? And it really... This is something I think is a problem, not only for reviewers, but the PC community needs to figure out a way to communicate it to its customers, what you're getting, how to use them, and then also that, um, you know, can we just make this simpler? But, you know, but again, this is like... You don't want to give all the control to Microsoft, right? You know, the OEMs, they make something different to be different. They don't want to just sell you a Surface laptop because why would you buy it? You're going to buy the Surface laptop. They want to be able to have their own utility with their own special sauce, and they've done this magic or, or this this cooling system. So it's a it's real disconnect between where it feels like Microsoft wants to go with the performance slider and then where the OEM wants to go with its own control.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, some of the gaming utilities that, or some of the system utilities that we've seen in laptops are simply better than what Windows offers because Windows just hides that power performance slider underneath the battery icon. I mean, you're never going to find it unless you know it's there. And something that, uh, you know, an MSI offers or something of that sort is, you know, is right in your face. And it's so easy to use. But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of communication. I mean, uh, I haven't tested as many gaming laptops as you guys have, but. You know, there's cases where you'll flip a switch in the uh, graphics utility that the MS, the OEM provides, and it's not. There's no corresponding s- adjustment in the power performance slider. So yeah, you wonder who's in control here, and then what effects your your decisions are making on the performance of the laptop. I mean, sure, you can kick everything to maximum performance, but what happens if you want more of a balance? You're just not quite sure exactly what the what the um, what the results are.
1: Yeah, and most of the time, it is the performance slider that people use to. They don't like a. I'm going to bet a lot of the mainstream gaming laptops, m- unless there's a turbo button or the utility pops up in your face, a lot of people will never even know there's an ability to crank the power up. So, uh, I do have how many a, uh, are gonna be, oh, sorry, okay. real quick.
3: How many people are really going to be playing games on battery though? I feel like the question we've been bouncing around is more from a content creator perspective. Um, as opposed to an actual gaming perspective.
2: Well, I mean, there's always that airplane or airport, you know, scenario where you're sitting there and you're kind of killing an hour or two or something of that sort. So, I right, don't know, but maybe. I mean, how
3: many people are going to be at the airport and being like, "I have to get 144 frames per second, or I'm going to die." You <laughs> know, like I feel like once Fair you're enough. in that mode, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to die. I'm okay with a little less performance, so I can actually play for longer because I have a flight delay or whatever."
1: Yeah. And then also, these are U-class. Uh, I haven't looked at H-class, but I will say Intel made the same allegations against Ryzen H, which is like, look, you take a you take a Comma Lake H, even though Comet Lake is not going to really compete with that Ryzen part, but you run it on battery, and we're, we're going to whoop them. And th- I never got to testing that because this is, frankly, I think a little more important because I'm kind of with you, Elena. I don't think I... If I... I would not use my... All my battery life, which is to play a game, which is probably about an hour and a half, if you're lucky, on a full charge. That's the most you're ever going to get. I mean, it depends
0: the game. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're playing some... Too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, a, like, for me, when I
0: uh, had that... Um, what was that? That X360... Uh, the HPX 360, like, I, I could load up a, a strategy game, you know, not graphically intensive. I don't need high frame rate. I don't need a ton of resolution. Right. But still, it would it would chew through some battery, like, you know, just by running yeah. that game. So sure. even though it was pretty
1: simple. Once you turn on that discrete GPU, kiss your battery life by, right? I, even the graphics performance. Gaming generally is not a DC. I mean, I know there are cases, very rare, but I think... Most people, just like content creation, you would rather be plugged into the wall, so it's it's less of an argument, I think there. But definitely on U class, yeah, I could see like I can't believe the argument. Would the argument be like, well, if you want more performance, just plug it in? Like, well, why did you put a battery in it then, right? That's just not that's not really an answer. I think a lot of people would be satisfied with. I I just
3: wonder how many people using a U class laptop are are that you know focused on performance per se i mean like don't get me wrong it's fun to debate this but i I do think in a real world application most people are going to be thinking about battery life as opposed to how much like faster it can run at least when they first get the laptop maybe in like two to three years you'll start to notice it a little bit more but by that point a lot of people are just going to think it's old i should replace it not necessarily like oh i should go into windows and you know mess with these sliders or change the power profile
1: No, I and I agree with you because I do think, and that's why, again, I seeing both these results, I'm not going to say one is wrong. To be honest, I think they're both right. I think it just depends on what's right for you, and uh, but I do where where I do think the disconnect is, is that people only see AC performance, right? I want this performance. They see AC performance. I don't want this AC performance, and if. You're the other vendor selling your stuff, but, well, if you're running on, why only talk about this one aspect if a lot of people do want to run it on battery, and then now it's like this, right? So I think that's the problem is everybody gives the appearance that one product is better, period, AC, which is fine. I think it's totally valid. But if you're doing battery stuff, or you should say explicitly say, we don't know what what the battery performance is like because it's yeah just, i mean yeah. just to
2: put, say what you said a different way i mean we, we, i think people assume that our performance benchmarks translate onto battery when in fact they're explicitly designed with uh wall power in mind so
1: yeah and i do think that's sort of like you know it, i don't i don't know i i <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, perfect! <laughs> perfect,
0: nice. What a perfect freeze frame! Oh man, <laughs> right Audi, yeah. There. The audio listeners are gonna miss out yeah. on this one. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there he's back. What? Okay, sorry. You um, <laughs> you froze for a second,
3: but it was froze. like on a face that was just like perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. So
1: sorry, <laughs> sorry, I just say I I I do think it's it's it is valuable. I I don't know. I. I Cause you know, really there are people who, who run U class laptops on battery all day and they just simply want snappier performance. They want, they want apps and web pages to load faster, but they just look at the numbers that we present, say, oh, AC, and it's not, it's just that, it's just not, that may not be what they're getting. And I don't know how to easily answer that.
2: I'm a flipper though. I, I will flip my performance slider back and forth depending upon my scenario. I Usually, I leave it in performance mode unless I'm getting too much fan noise. Fan noise annoys me, and so I'll dial it back. Or sometimes it will dial it back all the way because I don't like fan noise. I just want to be concentrate. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a way to get more performance out of your PC for free. I mean, I I don't see any reason why not to to play around with it. it sounds just get, like a, get an M1 Mac, Mark. Get an M1
1: Mac. No fan noise. <laughs> it does. See, I'm no fanboy. To, uh, Sounds
3: like we just need to, yeah. uh, just a little more uh, being a little more upfront and maybe a little more education uh, on, you know, how to manage that. I mean, I feel like for the audience who's listening to us right now, that's not an issue, but I think for everyone that we do tech support for, people who ask us questions, you know, like I have had friends say to me, like, I don't know why my battery life just sucks so much recently. Do you know what I did wrong? And my first question is, did you accidentally click on something with the power <laughs> profiles? Can you check that first for me? Thanks.
1: Right yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a problem because you know what most people are doing is they're browsing on the web you can't right. reproduce that and I'll say if you hit a website where there's a million ads loading I'm not going to say who does that it's going to hurt the battery life more right and sometimes I just think like people say oh but my battery life is worse would you do differently oh you know a lot of people don't understand they think it's sort of this constant they don't realize like yeah you're running photoshop uh, that's like you're. That's like you're running the gas pedal hard on the floor. You know.
0: Well, and even like basic apps like Discord uh, can take advantage of uh, of discrete GPU if you let it. You know, say, hey, hardware accelerated. Uh, you know, turn that on. It's like, oh no, actually, you know, this, you don't want Discord to to spin up your <laughs> your discrete
1: card. Like uh, Windows well, even
2: manages that. So. You
1: know, well, I mean, even look at Zoom. So right now, I'm doing you know the removal of background that doesn't come for free. That's going to cost you a little more watts, right? So, yeah, true.
0: Uh, We we got uh, two more questions on this before we move on. Uh, Lakshay Kakar uh, asked uh, How much power efficiency is 10 nanometer Tiger Lake compared to 14 nanometer? Excuse me. Uh, Can we draw any conclusions based on the 35 watt H35 versus the quad core 14 nanometer CPUs from Intel?
2: Well, I mean, we're going to have to test it to find out. But I mean, as far as the TDB is concerned, I mean, they're typically 35 watt parts, these 11th 10 parts where there were 45 watts before. So we're going to see some sort of a, uh, we are going to see probably some, some battery life improvements, I would think. But uh, really, we can't tell until, until we actually just do some testing, I imagine.
1: Yeah. And I sort of, I, I would sort of see it as I think they're leaving it up to laptop makers That's and unfortunately. And unfortunately, laptop makers all respond to us and our big bars and the people reading the big bars. They're going to say, well, I can set it to 35 watts or I can set it for 65 watts. So um, I'm going to guess most will swing for bigger bars. Um, It's definitely going to be more power efficient than 14 nanometer because 14 nanometer under load was not good. No, Uh, It was, you know, but... um, when you're running very light loads, it wasn't that bad, right? I'm, you know, the amazing thing is if you think about it, um, KB Lake, um, and KB Lake R and all of the, the you know, all of the 14 nanometer U class Intel parts have been world class CPUs, despite being on a really ancient process. So you think about it? Most U class laptops are running these, uh, 14 nanometer parts, uh, I'm not complaining about battery life on my laptop. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, go ahead. Who yeah. is?
2: I was just going to say, generally, lower TDP translates into, uh, yeah, you know, more battery space. I should think. I mean, less room for cooling. I mean, you don't necessarily need to, to, to dedicate as many, as much of the capacity to, of much of the of the chassis capacity to those kind of things. So, I mean, you know, I would expect battery life to continue to go up. I mean, I'm looking at a uh, well, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can talk about it. Yeah, it's a Samsung Galaxy... God, I hate this stupid name. I'm going to look Hang on. Samsung Galaxy Book Pro 360, which uh, we can talk about, but we can't actually <laughs> divulge, any, divulge any sort of performance of numbers yet. I mean, it's got... Uh, you know, it's got, uh, the latest 11th gen stuff in it. And, uh, the battery life is, is, is fantastic. Um, and part of that has to just to do with the fact that I think it's, it's a big old laptop and they devoted a lot of battery life to it. But part of it's just because of the, the, the ongoing improvements in uh, what Tiger Lake covers as well. So.
1: Yeah. So although, I mean, I guess the one thing you want to know is if you drive it hard, how is it, you know, and, and Right. Right. And that's, that's where I'm going to take that in. Although I do wonder, so this is the thing: is like, if 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 Intel was success was successful in snapping AMD out of performance, and we just saw a new Tiger Lake 10 nanometer H part, would they really be offering a 65 watt CDP? Right? I'm just kind of wondering if they're like, well, or was Intel sort of forced, like, yeah, we're really going to have have to offer? Whereas in the past, we might say, well, look, you're getting awesome battery life. But now we have to look over our shoulder at Ryzen. They gotta like we're gonna have to run these watts up. We're gonna run run up the power consumption because we need to have high clocks and compete with Ryzen. You know, well, I, sure. I do I mean, they're, gonna,
2: they're gonna have their cake and eat it too. The eleven nine eighty HK. simply say, hey, if you want to do a performance, that's the chip we're gonna compare against. If you want to talk about battery life or anything about that, we're gonna step it down a notch. So sure. I mean, that's just that's just marketing. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the the last suggestion comes from uh, Addy uh, uh saying uh you know something you can you can follow up with this Gordon. uh can you test Intel versus Ryzen versus M1 performance based on your percentage what performance when 100% versus 40% versus 20% on all three of those platforms.
1: Oh, you mean actually test
0: <sighs> oh, boy,
1: that would, make and, crazy. And, 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 yeah, and
0: I followed up and said, are you trying to kill Gordon?
1: <laughs> so are we saying actually testing it with the battery state at lower? Because I believe one so. thing people don't realize is, no. oh, yeah, I mean, that's a pain. Because <sighs> it's really hard to discharge the laptops to the exact same battery life consistently and then do it all testing. So what, we're, what he's talking about is, or she, is laptops will crank back performance based on lower battery life because they go like oh you're running out of gas this isn't your car it's going to let you like strand yourself in the desert we're going to start to throttle stuff down even more Mm -hmm. so a lot of laptops at very low battery life depending on what the oem sets you know throttles performance even more um uh no i would bet most of the m1 and tiger lake and ryzen testing will be done on ac so
0: okay uh well why don't we talk to uh, about the the third the trifecta of uh of hardware laptop hardware we're (laughs) going on right now the announcement the official announcement of the artex uh 3050 and 3050 ti who who wants to take this one
1: yeah i can well i took the call but i don't remember much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I have Brad's we should chart
3: preface this by saying that we're going to touch on the news but probably not dig in too deep because Brad's not here right.
1: so uh, two new announcements the RTX 3050 Ti RTX 3050 they are both laptop GPUs here's the important part ray tracing for all even those in the cheap seats uh, these have tensor cores they have ray tracing cores they are less than what you're getting out of the other parts uh, CUDA core count pretty decent um 3050 ti is 2560 the tensor cores 80 the ray tracing cores are 20 the 3050 non-ti part is 2048 for the CUDA cores 64 for tensor cores 16 for the ray tracing cores comparable clocks both of them 4 gigs of gddr6 both of them 128 bit memory bus latest encoder engines they're both gen 4 um What's awesome though is you can enable DLSS. So you will get DLSS performance in games even when there isn't ray tracing. Bonus, which I'm going to lift from and I'm going to give him full credit. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna massacre his name in an in a he in a, ate a, him. Florian Glazer at Notebook Check, which was translated by uh, Andreas Ostroff, I gotta give them full credit. Today they posted a performance review of the RTX 3050 Ti in a laptop. Uh, I don't think they said it with laptop because then they'd get in lots of trouble. And they also, of course, did not include the IDs for the chips in their shot because that would also get the person who leaked them to the laptop in a lot of trouble. But I will say, Ray, the performance overall is really good for this part. The official news from Nvidia was like, "We'll give you a ray tracing performance of Call of Duty at 1080p with DLSS on, 60 frames a second. Pretty, pretty awesome stuff." Um, notebook checks tests look like it basically runs with a 1660. So we don't run with a G46060 in most, you know, uh, conventional games. Uh, which is really good because, you know, those, those, those 50 parts have not always been great. 1050, 1650 are like, yeah, it's not integrated graphics to sort of like, you know, been their sort of savior. And you get the NVIDIA encoder engine. These look like they will actually give people very decent gaming performance. And let me look at this. They are seeing a, yeah, they are seeing their 3050 Ti. At 1080, basically, uh, oh, actually, it's an XMG prototype. So it's XMG. They actually did use XMG's name. They outed XMG. Uh, It's basically in uh, this game at 1080p. It's basically the same as an MSI GE65 Raider with a 2060 mobile and a 9750. So that's with the Ryzen, but this, this is, you know, mostly a graphic special mark. So you basically can expect sort of like between 2060 and 1660 performance, depending on variations. What's very important though is to mention um, wattage for these parts ranges from 35 Watts to 80 Watts. You're going to guess the bigger the laptop, the more TGP you're going to get. You want more gaming performance, get that. If you're getting to a thinner, lighter laptop, it's going to be at that, that lower end of the range. So that will not be the same as probably what they're getting out of the laptop they're using, which I'm guessing is larger. But pretty nice because basically laptop users can turn on ray tracing. They did say they did run Port Royal. It did not look good. I would say it downright looked ugly. Um, notebook check got 581 versus, say, a 2060, which wasn't exactly great. Got 3445. So heavy-duty ray tracing, no, you're not going to be running high. A lot of games, but you can probably turn it on with some compromise settings, turning on DLSS, which is way more you could have done with, you know, a 1650 part. So, overall, win, I think, good for everybody. And the big deal, and of course, uh, Intel has 80 laptops, Nvidia says we got 144. So, they are going to be a lot of new designs using the uh, 3050 Ti 3050. So a lot of Tiger Lake, lot of uh, thirty fifty series.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah you would think those would probably be in those essential notebooks that Intel is talking about those uh, six ninety nine and nine ninety nine SKUs, I guess.
1: Right. Definitely, I, de- I think definitely think sort of like a lot of plastic, mm-hmm. not a great screen, kind of ugly six ninety nine g- entry level gaming laptop. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know what? <laughs>
0: It's cheaper. Sure, they're, they're they're usually Brad. top sellers on Amazon. <laughs> yep. I
3: think Brad's article says that the be, the thirty fifty will appear in uh, eight hundred dollar laptops. Oh, there you go. So yeah. it's probably like what Dell G five kind of line.
1: Yeah, a lot of plastic. It'll replace basically sixteen fifties. I'm guessing, which is right. It'll be nice to see these in. You know, um, we might see them in thinner laptops. We might see these in an XPS 15 or, you know, even 14-inch laptop. So it could be. It it looks like a decent performer. It's nice. Um, you know, again, you're getting the Samsung 8 nanometer process, which is an improvement. You you pair 8 nanometer Samsung with 10 nanometer Intel or 7 nanometer uh, AMD, and it's better no matter what than 14 nanometer plus a whatever 15 nanometer 14 nanometer part it was. Or 12. It Was it 12 for 20 series, I think? So, uh, and uh, we don't have any of
0: these uh, in for testing, or do we, or can we say? Not yet. That, yeah,
1: yeah, We have not received one yet. I think everybody's still, there is definitely a delay, but, you know, clearly if NVIDIA is saying 144 designs, you're going to see these things basically shock and awe. The retailer shelves, same thing with Intel with 80 designs. Um, and that is actually the win for NVIDIA, N plus I, NVIDIA and Intel, is that you know Ryzen is awesome, but it's really hard to get sometimes. And you, you know, I think it's sometimes better to have. I, I would take a thirty eighty with a Comet Lake over a thirty sixty with a Ryzen five thousand. So, hmm. <laughs>
2: that was for pretty- gaming. For gaming. I was also pretty impressed by the fact that he noted that Nvidia broadcasts now will now filter out cicadas. <laughs> 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 I grew I went to school in the Midwest and I can only tell you in August.
0: Oh, that's oh funny. God, I did not see that part. So annoying.
2: Oh, yeah. that's funny. I like it. Are
3: they yep. really loud?
2: Oh, they're just—they're constant and they're it's wild. constant. I guess, yeah, aren't we heading high pitch. It's like there's six-year swarms or something of that sort. I don't know. I don't. Well, know I know
0: New York's going to have like a one. like a 16-year uh, like one come out. Is that uh, what's coming? Uh, yeah, out? yeah bro- okay. brood X or whatever is what they're calling oh, it. Oh my god, those yeah.
1: things are awful. Yeah,
3: I don't think we have those in
1: California. <laughs> no, we don't. Mm-hmm. What are they? What are they? Big giant roaches? Yeah, essentially. Well, more like, yeah, more, like a more like of crickets,
2: kind of.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Because so. yeah. they've I got just, the, I the legs. And... I never saw
2: them. just we always listened to them because we never had. Indiana we don't have air conditioning because so in August it just gets all steamy and so forth. At least when I was in school, and uh, we would just have to listen. We would just have to have our windows open for ventilation, and these things would just be on and on and on and then it would get cold and they would stop and it was just like it was just such a relief so <laughs> i don't know if you're not if you're not in the, you don't live, live in the midwest or the east coast or something of that sort it's uh you know these these things are just a, a mystery to you but uh
1: oh, fine. god i hate it yeah that's you know it really does pour, highlight a really good point too because you're getting all these really really advanced features out of you know, $800 and right now it's $800. i am sure in a few months it'll be lower. Yeah. Probably. You're getting those capabilities, you know, where you're getting broadcasts, you're getting, you know, tensor cores, you're getting the ray tracing cores, although less of them, but you are at least getting them. So, I mean, it sort of builds on the message of ray tracing, all these advanced features of the future. They can go to software developers and say, look, there's billions of these things out there in people's hands. I mean, we want you to do ray tracing, you know.
0: Oh, but ray tracing, but more importantly, and we've talked about this before, you're you're talking about a 1660 class card where you can enable DLSS 2.0. And then it's like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, like there's plenty of games out there that are taking advantage of it, even if it's not ray tracing enabled because it's divorced from each other. And like that's, I think, where things can, can get really interesting at the low end.
1: Yeah. So. And I think it really makes a big difference to developers because developers, they do everything for their profit. They're not going to go out and add a feature to lose money. So nobody can play it. So, so basically a company can push their new feature. They want to see that there's customers that are going to buy it. So the more and more of this ho- advanced hardware that's out there means more people are going to a- adopt it. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the same argument Intel has been making with AVX 512. You know, if they just put it into everybody's hands, it's yep. easier for them to convince developers to support it. That doesn't always work out, but you know, maybe. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah.
0: And the the last thing I'm going to ask that I don't know if maybe this is more of a Brad' question. Did they say uh, that there's any blockage on these cards for crypto mining with your laptop? Yeah.
1: You know, I don't think they mentioned it in the call, but I would ima- Well, I would imagine the same. Whatever whatever the the crypto blockages they're putting into the new parts, I'm going to imagine are in older parts because why not? You know, there's you know they don't want. They don't want their market getting messed up. They want to they want to make sure they have control of something so they can predict supply. And I am sure it's probably in there, but you know maybe the money's not in there anyway because it it may not um, it may not be economical for for miners to use these.
0: I mean, they are, aren't they? <laughs> but not, not well, that it's economical. I mean, our, we
1: yeah. Well, thirty sixties were great power because they basically had really good return on investment. I don't know if a thirty fifty Ti would maybe mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it depends on what you're mining too i imagine
1: right yeah, yeah and the fact that there is 800 dollars means you can buy more of them so uh, i would expect them to do the same thing because they they basically want you know what you want to buy a mining card buy a mining card don't screw up quadro don't screw up geforce you're going to be in the mining crowd and you're screwing up for everybody so
0: hmm. okay all right uh well we've been going on for a while so i, I just want to get down to a couple questions before we we head out of here is that okay uh cool i'm gonna switch over to the a uh yeah don't place your questions in now get them over on discord we'll 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 get to them next week because uh we're running a little short on time uh vc jester earlier gave us five dollars thank you so much uh with not a question but he said thank you gordon for being a good sport with everyone's trolling we really do appreciate your wealth of knowledge uh you know so so take that. Alliance. Yeah. in uh, uh, Tech Kev gave us five pounds, I think is what this is, um, mm-hmm. and said uh, water rationing in parts of Taiwan last month. Uh, uh, there has been water rationing in parts of Taiwan last month and even stopped ir- irrigating fields. Do we think this will stop or slow production of Ryzen parts? I don't know why Ryzen specifically, but... Everything that
2: I've seen says that the fabs are still getting their allocations. Um, they're not being affected. So, I mean... It's, you know, everyone refers to Taiwan with their silicon shield. So I imagine that they're going to continue getting what they need.
1: Yeah. And let's face it, um, you know, governments like companies to make money. So we can not water our lawns, but factories will be running. I don't think it'll make that big of a difference. And as we've already seen, we're seeing more Ryzen 5000 desktop parts come out. So probably not. Ten years from now, I don't know. But, you know. I can tell you in the Bay Area, I won't be watering my lawn. But uh. I never did anyway, and my neighbors hate me because it looks like they're pretty much like, "Why'd you just put a car on cinder blocks on your lawn?" At this point, I think. Yeah, nice. Um, we
0: we had another one. It's, it's not a question necessarily. Just comment, uh, Mister Cavill over on Discord says, uh, "I love Gordon, and I wish he was more active in Discord."
1: I answered a question there the other day.
0: You, you did. You, you got summoned. It's like you came down from high. Everyone. I didn't like, oh know how God, to go back. So. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but here's a real question. A sharp Thunder is asking, uh, "Hi, I have a fifty nine hundred X on an X four seventy. Do you think I need to upgrade to a B five fifty or an X five seventy motherboard? Am I missing out on much? Uh, I they use it for CAD. Uh, will will using it for CAD benefit from PCI four? I guess.
1: I doubt it. I w- my answer short answer is like it's if it's running, I wouldn't I wouldn't invest money in that. You know, uh, AM4 is at this point a sort of dead end socket. Why buy an X570 if everything's running fine? I don't think <sighs> I there might be some loads in you know CAD CAM that really sort of stretch that bandwidth requirement. But my hunch is no. It's mostly lightly threaded, high IPC performance and uh, GPU you know, having a certified drivers, that kind of stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, we also have a clarification on on YouTube. KW says uh, you can't mine on a 3050 Ti or 3050 because it only has four gigs of uh, VRAM where
1: mining software wants eight. Uh, ah. Okay. So. Yeah.
0: There you go. Built-in oh, protection.
1: <laughs> you know what Vinny should do is just put four gigs on every future card. <laughs> <laughs>
3: community will love that. Or maybe 6.
1: Maybe go 6. Yeah. No, it should be like 6 7.9 gigs. 5.5. They just they just disabled just enough so you can't run mining on it.
0: So. Oh god, that would be hilarious. Anyway, uh last question fun one I I think uh Mark could answer uh cuz he's a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh is the Apple M1 the fastest CPU in the universe for ordering takeout from the House of Prime Rib? Can you confirm or deny that?
2: You know, I have actually haven't had House of Prime Rib in ages. And that's one of the things that I miss about CES is that I would always go to Lowry's Prime Rib. Like, every year I would start off CES because normally you have, like, a little bit of time at the beginning and at the end. And I would go to Lowry's and I would have Prime Rib and that would just be my little routine. And I've, like... I haven't had prime rib in like ages and that's one of the things I totally miss. So I don't like, I mean, that's, I don't care about the M1 or anything of that sort, but I can tell you that now you've got me thinking about prime rib <laughs> and I don't, I don't like that. I I, <laughs> I want prime rib yeah. <laughs> eventually. Well, maybe
0: eventually. you need an M1 to order some from, uh from house. Maybe of prime so. Rib that's city. true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gordon, have you done any testing on this house of Prime Rib on the M1?
1: You know, I'm sorry. I was, uh, ordering my son to get a package off the porch. Well, what's the question? <laughs> uh, is the is the M1 the fastest CPU
0: to order from the House of Prime Rib?
1: Yeah, If you were I
0: to have one CPU, that's... which one would you use to order House of Prime Rib?
2: You could probably slow roast Prime Rib with an M1, engine. I don't know if it puts out that much heat.
1: <laughs> well, you would use the X80 chip, 86 chips with the fans to slow roast the, the Prime Rib, and the M1 would be the controller. It would be an air fryer. I I, convection cooking. That would work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will be interested because, you know, I don't want to, when we get to a next generation M one and there is some gaming performance, if Microsoft does what would be crazy, which is allow windows to be installed on whatever they're coming on their side. If we actually got to the point where you could run real gaming on whatever part it is, and beat whatever NVIDIA, AMD, and Intel have, then I would be impressed. I, I would. That would be like, I, I just. Can you believe that? Well, I mean, you're on boot camp on it right now, is? <laughs> not anymore. Oh, really? Not an M1. No X eighty six. Yeah. No. Yeah, no I boot guess. camp. There yep. uh, is. There is a. There there's there's a I think there is a. Uh, uh, parallels. Which nah, is sorry, not, sorry,
2: that's what I meant. Yeah, Parallels, Sorry.
1: Oh yeah, so um, I'm sure it would be yeah. The hit you would take from parallels, running windows, translated, running games. And then it's, it's a, it's a U class laptop. You're just, for God's sake, you're maybe editing a photo, browsing the web. You're not really doing a lot. So, uh, I would take, I would take, I will say if you do house of prime ribs, it's worth it. Do you prefer Lowry's or house of prime ribs? I
2: haven't had the House of Prime rib in ages. So I've had, I, I'm a traditional Lowry's user because, you know, Prime, House of Prime rib is in San Francisco. So I can't, it's just harder for me to get in there than as opposed to going to Vegas where I'm already at, just taking a cab over to Lowry's. So um, yeah, I've always been a Lowry's. If you went down to, we always went down to, uh, we went to spring training for the A's because we're baseball fans. So we'd always go to uh, some places down in Scottsdale too, but uh, they aren't unfortunately with us anymore. So um, yeah.
3: Important question because this is a point of debate on the show. Do you have horseradish with your? Absolutely, friends? yep. Yeah. Oh, yep.
2: absolutely, Adam. Cream horseradish, now. yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Adam, you really don't do horseradish on your prime rib. Yeah, yep. not a big, not a big horseradish fan. Do a little au
2: jus. do a little bit of creamed horseradish. Not so much, not too much, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. medium rare. <laughs>
2: Dude, uh, that's
1: like that's like the whole point of the prime rib.
2: No, 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 you just prime you rib. just you don't need
3: yeah, extras. You, yeah,
2: that, you just yeah, put a little smart. bit on there. Yeah, just, you know, you can go either way. I mean, it's there you have to use it. But yeah, I mean, you got that and a little Yorkshire pudding and, uh, you, the you know, they're open. The they're salad. open. House
1: of Prime Rib. He, like my friend just booked some reservations for June. So we're going to go. What, what laptop
0: did he use? Nice. Do you know?
1: He used an M1 as <laughs> ah. it was faster. So he, he got it. He, he got was, that.
0: Yeah. He, he got first in line. <laughs>
2: Like lunchtime yeah. now, now. All right. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, so it's lunchtime. One last thing. Sorry, LaSalle La- Sal Rams was third. Gave us five dollars. Thank you so much. Said uh, great show. Uh, still would rather have an AMD fun. mobile CPU in my laptop. So LaSalle Sal Rams was third. They're yeah. sticking with AMD. Nothing. So
1: nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Isn't, no. No wrong answer. Yeah. There's no wrong answer there. That's the one thing I I really sort of they you know companies want to and fanboys want to make you believe one is right. It's what's right yeah. for you. Don't believe what the internet tells you. What's right? What's right for you? We're uh, so. Really competitive right now too. Yeah.
0: Yep. Ma- no Matthew. Matthew Lang says uh, a friend of the show. Matthew Lang says uh, let Mark know we appreciate him joining us on the Full Nerd. Yeah. Well, that Thanks. was really nice of you to say. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah.
0: it. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Uh, let's let's get out of here, Gordon.
1: Check mm-hmm. back next week. Oh wait, wait. Do we hear Elena's uh, opinion on the House of Prime Rib and M1 or no? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't. Don't mean to cut her off. Um, Although it is expensive to eat there, and you can't take a night class to get the free prime rib, so <laughs> actually that would be pretty funny. You get discount coupons.
3: Like, who wouldn't take a free, who wouldn't take a class to get free prime rib? Come on.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off, so
3: uh, it's okay. I think I think we can let M one
1: rest for today. All right. Check back for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For our listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Send questions and commentary. Ooh, that's a typo. To the Full Nerd at PCworld.com. Also, if you're on one of the services, please leave a comment every time you do. Uh, the U.S. government uses M1s to spy on the world because they're so fast. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Oom with <laughs> Mark Hockelman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, Odessa, Yi, <Yee. laughs> everyone, and and Adam, Pat, Rick, Mur, Mur, Murphy. Murray?
0: Murphy. Murray, Murphy, Murray, Actually, I get Murray a lot too. Yeah, uh, go go collect your cicada shells, kids. Uh, you see go. you later. Oh my
3: Bye. gosh.